Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. podcast. Sunderland have beaten Stoke City 1-0 at the Britannia Stadium and we're in an unnamed pub in Roker um, and I'm joined by Michael Loft. Hi mate, yep we're going to have to rely on the radio commentary of this game unfortunately because you can't watch it unless you're in like Atlanta or somewhere. Well myself and Michael listened to the game <laughs> on the radio <laughs> And we were joined by Hannah Anderson. Hello, Hannah. How are we? Hello, I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm okay. Oh, well, I'm great, actually, to be fair. Like, we you know, like our second away win of the season, the first clean sheet. It was all right, wasn't it, really? Yeah, I was really impressed. I thought we held our own, which I think we did at the last match as well. Um, I thought it was the first 10, 20 minutes, I was a bit like... Um, I'm not sure how this is going to go, but I think after that, we held our own. Um, I think Dennis Sergan was man of the match for me, personally. I think, yeah, I think I think he's often very unsung, Sergan. But I think in terms of, you mentioned the first 10, 20 minutes there. That first half is arguably the, the perfect away performance, Michael. It was. I've seen a lot of people say that we were nowhere near to the same standard we have been recently, and I get that point up to a point. But when you're away from home in the Championship, which is such a tough league, which we've all been talking about, um, you sometimes do just have to stay in the game. And I think what really showed was when you have Sims and um, Stewart up front, you've always got an outlet, you've always got a threat. So even though Stoke had a lot of a ball in the first half, I think Patterson made that one really good save early on. But other than that, I don't think he had a great deal to do. And we grew into the game as the half went on. I think in the middle of the first half, we had a good spell of five or ten minutes where we really put a lot of pressure on. And then the goal is just a really good bit of quality. So Clark is a really good ball over top. Stewart, the keeper, should probably save it, but he's got the shot away. A bit like Sims at Bristol City bit of a cliche you don't get the shot away you don't score and I think at the minute we're just playing with a lot of confidence and it's almost a little bit frustrating that we've not got the points recently but we probably deserve because we could be top of the league right now and that's no exaggeration well, I, I, I was saying earlier that I do genuinely believe if, if Dan Neil hadn't got set off on Wednesday, Wednesday night we, we'd be top of the league and we've equated ourselves incredibly well to this to this division and I think well you're looking at I was a little bit concerned at the start of the season. You think, you know, you're relying on players who just played with us through League One, like Gooch or Nine. You think, well, they look at home, to be fair. Yeah, I think for me, coming into the Championship, I thought, 
I wasn't sure how we were going to fend in the championship. We brought in a League One team. We had like two, three signings. Dan Ballard was the only one that we played in the first match. Obviously, dead now. He's not dead. He's not dead. Thank you, everybody. Um, he's still with us. But um, no, I think we we had Dan Ballard on, and that we literally were playing a League One side. I think we've. Um, Perfect start for me in the championship. I can't really criticise any of it. I think like it's really like it's it's very difficult to pick at anything. I it think is. like the I love to pick at things. And I, I love to tear the performances apart, and I, you just can't, can you? No, like, I think I was a little bit worried coming to the game. I'm not going to lie for a multitude of reasons. So I think was it because we were playing Stoke? Not even really, because I think Stoke are pretty... Some of these people have come from Stoke. <laughs> but I think Stoke are a pretty poor side, and like I said, I believe Michael O'Neill will be the first manager to be sacked at this level this season. But I also think we put that much into the second half against QPR last week. I know like the two goals were annoying late on, but the second half, we hardly saw any of the ball at times, and we had to defend really stoically and really deep, and that was a lot of effort goes into that. Again, on Wednesday, we played with 10 men for 60 minutes. So that takes a lot out of you, I don't care what you say. So today I was a little bit worried that Stoke, although they're not brilliant, they're an established championship side. And I was really worried that we would be under the cosh a lot, but we weren't. And I think, um, like Hannah mentioned before, Dan Ballard, what I was really worried about today, without getting too kind of like deep into tactics and all that sort of stuff, because I know we don't approve of that and the reaction. No, absolutely not. No, I don't but, want to talk about that. That's boring. But like for me, like with Ballard... Neil and Stewart and um, Sims up front you've got a really good kind of like football and spine in terms of like playing the ball out from the back and you've got a really good pivot there in, in Dan Neil balance really comfortable playing the ball out from the back and that, and that kind of ball playing spine was completely taken away by Neil getting sent off the other night and Dan Ballard not playing but it didn't really make that much of a difference because although Stoke I think in the first half controlled the ball apart from what I say Patterson made we defended really comfortably and I just think that's testament to Alex Neil and how good tactically he is but we looked good today against Stoke, particularly in that second half. We looked like a more established championship team than them. In fact, if you told me, kind of, I didn't know anything about the two teams. One of them's a newly promoted League One team, and one of them's been the championship for a number of years now. And I said we were the established championship team, and that is all credit to Alex Neil. Like the job he's done is absolutely remarkable. Well, we we, we heard from uh, David Priest on on Thursday about Alex Neil's like tactical skills and Nelson. It's like. Stoke are a weird side because they've been in the championship now. I think they got relegated to the championship the same season we got relegated from the championship. Yes, yes. And but they just very much look like I, I would. I know they had the, the moment. They had the first twenty. I'd say they're the worst team we faced. To be honest, I thought they were really poor. Yeah, and I think going back to to Alex Neil, he does. He knows tactically what to do with our team. So even like I questioned it at QPR when he made the changes and I thought I don't understand why he's making these changes. But I know we then drew 2-2. That was a freak though, really. It was a freak. I don't think people were kicking off and saying he's made these changes and they weren't the right changes. But I don't think it was anything to do with these changes. He's playing. He made the changes today after half-time because he knew what he needed to do. The changes were effective and we've gone on to win the game. He knows what he's doing um, and I don't think you could ask for a, a, a better manager in the championship. He's quite... He, sorry, he, he's... He, he, for me, he's just the best manager in the league. He's just... 
let's be real, he's the biggest asset this football club's had for a number of years. Correct. And it's one of them. I think if he's still our manager in three years' time, we're in the Premier League. And I know that might sound ridiculous to say that right now. And I'm not saying I think we're going to even trouble the playoffs this year or anything Why like not? that. Why not? Well, because I just don't think we've got the squad to do that. But I think if I think if Alex Neil is in charge in three years' time, we will be pushing for a Premier League because, as I say, I think he's great tactically. But I think Hannah made a great point there about like how he is tactically. He's so proactive, whereas a lot of managers are waiting for things to go wrong and they then try and correct it. Whereas today, I don't think was a Luke or Nine did a great deal wrong in that first half. I don't think Mateta did a great deal wrong in that first half today. But he brought both of them up. And in the second half, you saw the extra defensive solidity that Corey Evans brought the team. And because he gave us that platform, that meant we could control the ball a lot more in the second half. And because he had that foundation to build off, as I say, we controlled the play a lot more in the second half. We created the far better chances. And that comes from two overtly not negative substitutions, but we've just made a like-for-like change, haven't we? So a lot of people I can understand saying, oh, well, fair enough, he's not been that adventurous. But it's a more kind of, as I say, it's a more covert thing. So he's brought on Bailey Wright, who is much more accustomed to being a centre-half. I thought he was really good when he came on. And again, Onai didn't do a great deal wrong. And Tetley as well, when he brought Evans on, I think Evans is just so much calmer in possession. So therefore, we were able to kind of get on the front football and control the game. And I think them two subs, as Hannah pointed out, probably have made sure we've won the game and solidified it. I, I, I agree. Do you, do you think, Hannah, that... The Evans substitute substitution was planned. Like, do you think he maybe thought he's probably got 45 minutes in him? We can get this at half time, you know, a nil-nil level. But obviously, went in ahead. Do you think maybe it was in his planning to bring him on at half time, regardless? I personally think so. I think we said at half time that he should bring him on um, for the last 45 minutes. I think it was the right thing to do. I think with Evans, he's. Everyone was a massive critic of Evans, like two seasons Myself ago. Myself included, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was as well. Um, I didn't rate him at all. He's Old Man Evans, I believe I called him. Did you call yeah, him that? Did, yeah. Fair enough. Put his finger on the button. Yeah. Old Man Evans. He's proved you wrong, though. Um, no, he's proved everyone wrong, I think. And I think it was planned. Um, Evans, I feel like he comes on and he very much... He, he's a good captain. He, he, he is. He's a good captain, um, and he comes on and does what he has to do. Um, and I think I think it was planned. I thought he should have done it, and he did it. So I, 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 it did. It did very much have the. I'm going to bring you on at half time, yeah. like yeah. providing we're not five nil down or you know like something stupid, which unfortunately we weren't. And. I, just, I don't know. Like it just seemed everything fell into place with the yeah. game. Like. You're going away to Stoke, and it's an abysmal place. It's a terrible place to play football. I, I, we were saying on the, the podcast on Thursday that, oh, it's like the Britannia Stadium, it's packed, and it's like an awful place. There's nobody there. Like they, Stoke, are not, Stoke are not the side that they were in the Premier League. It's no longer like... And even if they were in the Premier League now, like sort of... Brentford are the new st- like going to Brentford is horror you know what I mean like they play much better than them but like Stoke was always like the, they've never been in the Premier League before I mean, and it's like fair, even when Stoke were in the Premier League was this big like thing about all oh, like when Arsenal go up to Britannia but I think we lost there once in the entire time we were up there well it was only because Ryan Shawcross crippled Aaron Ramsey yeah. like, that was like, like fair enough but did generate a great atmosphere but I'm not being disrespectful to Stoke in that but not you tra- can be disrespectful to Stoke if you want but not a traditionally big club but really not and they've never really like sold out until they got the Premier League and, and then, that's and, fair you know what it's, they're not, not alone I'm not, I'm, not di- I'm not having a dig I told you 
you can. <laughs> but like in, in the 90s, for instance, Port Vale were a better side than them. They were higher in the like football pyramid traditionally. Um, but anyway, but going back to Sunderland, I just think the second half we were so assured in our play, and we had the chances. So Ross Stewart, that chance he had at the end was a golden chance. Not only that, um, Elliot Embleton had that chance where he should have hit the target. And in the second half, Patterson, I think he did well in terms of he come and took a few crosses and he made a really vital intervention towards the end of the game where he managed to like get distance on his parry when he punched the ball out, which was brilliant. But I don't think he had a lot to do. Whereas I think in the second half, we were much more of a shivered side. We had a lot more of a ball. We created a lot more chances. And I think the day was really impressive because I'm so delighted we kept the clean sheet because as impressive as... As impressive as we've been this season, I do believe we've conceded a lot of goals so far, and that was one kind of frustration of mine. But the day, like I think Hunter's trying to earn, I think you did about circuit. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. He's been such an unsung hero since January where we, I think, after one podcast said he was maybe a bit burnt out and he was struggling, but he's been, like, low-key, I think, our best player over, like, recent weeks. He's just so... He's clearly made that step up, and I think you can see the logic inside him in that he can grow the club again. If he's here in two or three years' time, I think he can kind of grow with us to be in the Premier League, even I think he's a quality player. You can kind of see now why Spurs fans were like, I can't believe we sold him. Yeah. Like, he's... He's really good because no one ever talks about him. Yes. Like, that's yeah. very, like... He is in, like you say, he is an unsung hero. He's, um, I think, for me, was man of the match today. Totally. Like, yeah. He's sort of, like, he just strides through the games and he's like, well, everything he has to deal with, it's like... This is fine. Yeah, he when everything else is on fire. Yeah, he doesn't panic. He doesn't panic, which I think has been a problem in the past. A lot of our players panic. If we're 1-0 up, we kind of just... We panic yeah. and we think, right, we've got to keep the clean sheet. Right, we're panicking now because they're getting a lot of the ball and we just panic and panic and panic. Whereas he, he just doesn't. He just keeps his cool, knows what he's got to do. Um, and yeah, I just think he was class today and I think he needs to be talked about more. I, I agree and I think like we also bought him as a left back and he's playing centre half and he, he looks like really at home like I'm coming back here because he was your man at the match and you mentioned him straight away but like I think in terms of anyone that's undroppable this season it's like well it's him isn't it yeah I think he, he's always got a spot on the, on the on the team I don't think I don't see a reason why Alex Neil wouldn't want him Absolutely. wouldn't want him to play uh, there's no reason why you wouldn't. Um, 
I hope that buyback clause, if it is true, is a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> I think as well, what's really impressive today, so what you're saying about Serkin being a natural left-back, that kind of moves beyond it to another point about how impressive both Gooch and Clark have been this season. So I think Jack Clark, when we brought him in, a lot of people were saying, like, fair enough, he might have talent, but going forward, he, like, sorry, tracking back, it's not really his game, he's a bit maybe lazy and all that, but I think defensively, Jack Clark has been absolutely excellent well, this season. the clearance off the line of Bristol's... Yeah. Have you seen the weather, by the way? I mean, we're, 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 we're in the pub, and that, the windows are, I'm kind of getting wet. It was sunny about five minutes ago, and now it's absolutely teeming down. Sorry to interrupt uh, uh, this broadcast with an update on the weather, <laughs> as if, like, the Queen has died or something. I know, it's, it's like, you, you've got to be there. We interrupt this broadcast to bring... It, it's like when you listen to the cricket and they go for the shipping forecast. That's I what would I love to do the shipping forecast. <laughs> What's the shipping forecast? So it's on. It's this archaic thing on Radio Four Longwave when you've got the cricket on. If you have five live sports extra, it's fine. But if you've got if you've got Radio Four Longwave, the cut for the shipping forecast. During, what is it? During it, well, as the name implies, it updates you on like kind of the state of shipping and the weather and how that's going to affect Why? it. I don't know. But it's just like really well cricket archaic kind of tradition, but they tend to have. Can we? So, can we? It's brilliant. So it'll just be like so. It's like England versus Australia in the Ashes, a really tense moment. It's like yeah, Australia might be 122 for nine, and England need one wicket to win the Ashes. But we will now go to the shipping forecast. Well, the shipping forecast now is an integral part of my life, and it, it is just tremendous. But no, um, I can't remember the point I was no, making. No, I've talked about like the fullbacks, like come wingbacks. And I think that um, like Jack Clark, he's been excellent this season in terms of that because I didn't think he had the defensive side of his game to pull that off, but he has done so far. And I think that's testament again to Neil of how like tactically disciplined these players are. So Gooch, I think, because at, at times, so let's like, cast our minds back to January, February, Gooch was kind of a bit of a boo boy among the fans. And, under uh, uh, totally. and, and understandably, because he put in a series of poor performances. But since Neil's come in, he's done really, really well. And as a fullback in the Championship, he's just gone from strength to strength and he's been really really good so he's developing that side of the game now he's beating the man at the full back and he's dropping them really good crosses in and I think like defensively he's been okay as well so I just think in general like Alex Dale's a fucking man that's all I've got to say I, I, like, I mean th that last bit there I think you couldn't disagree with that I think on Gooch I've not like I've been very critical of him in the past to have and I think I was I'm I thought he was fantastic in the playoffs and towards the end of last season. And I didn't expect him... I was really concerned, if I'm honest, Anna, I was really concerned when Lyndon Gooch was lining up at right wing back at the start of the season in the Championship. I was probably the most concerned of it every Sunderland fan in the world. Um, to be fair, I've been... As a footballer, I've never rated Gooch as a footballer, and that's just an honest opinion. Um, but I think this season, in the Championship, I've been pleasantly surprised by Gooch, and I'll kind of, I'll kind of eat my words in the fact that I did think when he got when he got re-signed and he got a new contract, I was like, come on, how can people celebrate this? But he's kind of. He's kind of shown everybody actually, no, I do deserve a place in the, in the team. He's almost better at this level because he's got more space and like yes, the, the game's yeah. not like as rushed and it's he's playing against weirdly better players, which has made him a better player. Yes. Yeah. No, yeah, massively. I think in League One, it's League One is very scrappy. It's backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. Whereas now he's got time to think about it. 
He knows what he needs to do. Some games in League One, I just thought, why on earth are we playing Lyndon Gooch? Why on earth? And I feel awful saying it because he has kind of proved everyone, including myself, wrong this season. And I hope it continues. Um, but yeah, he's, he's massively, not even improved, because I don't think he's improved. I think he's just championship works better for how he is as a footballer yeah. right, it, 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 it's, I think you extend on what kind of Hannah said I think that's been true for so many of our players because I said this as well about um, I know Paddy Roberts hasn't featured much this season but I said the same about both Roberts and Clark I actually think the way that we look to play suits being the championship more because as you pointed out there's so, there's so much more space to run into teams aren't sat in the low block with 10 men behind the ball it's it's so much easier for us to play against teams now and I think we've actually surprised a lot of teams with how good a football inside we are well, and I think yeah. what, like I said to you before we came on I'm sorry I'm like I'm banging on on that but you can bang on all you want Michael I, think, I do need to go to the bar in a minute I oh same I'm nearly nearly finished with pint but so it's Hannah I think Neil, I think he's um I think he's surprised me in a way since he's come in. He's so like he's so so good tactically. And I think like that we're now seeing that like we're I think cast a lot of teams out by how attacking and on the front foot we are. Whereas I think a lot of teams maybe thought newly from outside side we'd be quite conservative and sitting and trying nick games. But every single game, even Sheffield United, down to down to ten men the other night, we're still trying to win that game. And I think, Neil, I think, as I say, I can't stress enough how good he is for this football club. He's integral to this football club, though. Like, I think Alex Neil is, like, the heartbeat of the football club yes. at the minute. And I think we... Listen, I didn't think, I didn't anticipate the start of the season. Like, we're fifth... The, you know, the, the, the league table at the minute's arbitrary, in a way. But it's, yes, yes. We're, we're, we're fifth in the league at the moment. And I think if you... If anyone had said to you only defeat was going to come against Sheffield United because you were reduced to 10 men yeah. after half an hour, I think anyone takes that. And I think we was, I was saying to a guy at the bar earlier, like, we're a good side, like, we are, yeah, we are. a good side. And I think it's going to take a lot to, to beat us and yeah. to break us down. And you think, you know, it's a lot, it's just way more than I expected, yeah. which sounds mad because this is the level that this well until a couple of seasons ago this is the lowest level I've ever ever seen us play at and like I just think there's no reason like we will stay in this division like we are and but I think Alex Neil is integral to that and I think a lot of this rides I know there's a lot I've, I've tweeted about Alex Neil's role in contract and people have gone oh it's fine so well it's not fine because if something comes up, look like Burnley haven't had a good start of the season yeah. really, and Norwich, I you know they won, they won the last two, and Blackburn, and there were there were clubs that I don't know. I'm not going to say Alex is going to leave Sunderland because of this, because of other clubs, but it's just like it makes it more difficult for him to leave if he's tied to a proper contract. Exactly. Yeah. Like, exactly. Do you know what it is with Alex Neal? Or he's feel like he understands the club he understands the fans he understands the players whereas if you look back I don't doubt that the likes of Lee Johnson didn't have passion for the club I don't doubt that but I don't think he understood the club I don't think he understood the fans the same when you look back at Jack Ross Chris Coleman Phil Parkinson all of those but I feel like he understands the whole kind of 360 of the club um, and I don't think we've had that for a while I don't think we've had that for I mean, people talk about Allardyce, but I think ultimately Allardyce 
this was a stepping stone for Allardyce. Yeah. He, he wanted that England job, and that was. And I think if that hadn't happened that summer, it would have. I think Neil's touched on himself that if you get it right at Sunderland, the, the ceiling here is so much higher than a lot of clubs. There's no the ceiling. Like, there, exactly. there is no ceiling. You bang on, mate. You bang on. on. Like, there is no ceiling here. And look, we'll have to wrap it up. I'm yeah. sure the lads are. The lads can talk about there being no ceiling on. Uh, sounds like Gary's house to be there, no ceiling. But <laughs> listen, it's a fantastic result. It's been a brilliant start of the season. Um, Gareth and Stephen will be back on Monday. Um, we didn't even talk about the goal. It was a good goal. Anyway, I, I did talk about the goal. You, I wasn't listening. Yeah, you did talk. Well, I wasn't listening to that. Hannah for horse for me now. Ah, oh, good. Strongly agree. <laughs> stripped, <laughs> stripped. Ever. Right. You want to host it next week? Do you? you want to host it next week? Yeah, I'm going to host yeah, it. Yeah, host. Someone new. All right. Well, we need new. We do need new blood. To be fair, <laughs> it's gone all sick. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll retire then. Oh well. It's been my final. Uh, no, no, but seriously, it hasn't. And you won't be hosting. Um. <laughs> um. Look, Gareth and Stephen will be back on Monday. Um. Are you coming back next week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come, I'm just coming back to the pub. Are you coming back to the pub next week, my old? I mean, that will do, yeah. yeah well, everyone's... We're up. If you're going to you force us to drink beer, <laughs> Wait, I'm not paying him. I'll buy him a beer because it's my round. I'll, uh, right, listen, thanks very much for listening. You'll hear from me again on Thursday, actually, with Tom. And then we'll be back next weekend after the stupid early kickoff against Norwich City. Thanks for Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.